Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy. Hi, this is Stacey Van Alstyne, and I'd like to share with you a blog I wrote that covers a really powerful webcast that the foundation produced on June 17th, 2020. Last week, the International Foundation hosted a webcast called Stronger Organizations, Your Role in Diversity and Inclusion. Wendell Young, the foundation's president and chair, had wanted this topic to be an overarching theme for his leadership year, starting the conversation with a meeting among the foundation's board and committee members in March and running throughout the year. Because of the pandemic, that meeting never happened. Given the horrific events of the past few weeks and the ensuing call for social justice, Wendell asked that we have this discussion with a broader audience. We invited all Foundation members, as well as anyone in the industry, to hear three diversity and inclusion professionals. Author and speaker Risha Grant, Nawa Abdul-Wahid of Intercultural Development Group, and Dr. Lino Karamuncheri of Mesh Diversity. Together, they brought a powerful message that left me feeling awakened to many considerations. Each of our speakers approached this idea of diversity and inclusion differently, and some even admitted a disdain for the word diversity. Their unique frameworks, paradigms, and illustrations underscored a common thread. We need to recognize our own culture, our own history, and our own biases in order to work effectively with people who are different from us. When this happens, when we genuinely allow space for someone to be different, when we hear what they have to say and give them support and appreciation for what they are bringing to the table, then real progress can be made. And then we'll find tangible organizational results. Our beliefs and our actions are fed by both conscious and unconscious bias. These are the beliefs we hold after a lifetime of getting messages reinforced over and over. Risha Grant explained it as the them we refer to. They will think we're not raised properly. They will not let us get a job we want. For many of us, they are the people on the other side of the tracks or the people who are a different color than our own. It is the they's who create our isms and our phobias. Racism, classism, homophobia, xenophobia. But is the they really a they or are they really us? Risha offered three steps to addressing our own biases. Give ourselves permission to accept our feelings as they are. Acknowledge our own biases. Own it. Say it out loud. How does it sound when we say it out loud? Does it make us cringe? Confront our biases by being intentional about being inclusive. If we continue to circulate with whomever we're most comfortable and we are not deliberate and intentional about including others or genuinely considering other perspectives, no progress can be made. The speakers talked about racism. Racism is a human issue, a social construct, one that involves a difference in power, and it has been in effect for generations. As employers who may be in a dominant group, we need to recognize that for some of our employees, this is a way of life, something that is carried with them always. Racism is a complex system. It is not a black and white problem with a correlating binary solution. Diversity and social oppression are non-linear. There's a pattern to the racism, but the science is complex and deeply embedded. Lino Caramanchieri shared his view of today's environment. He asserted that good, kind-hearted, ethical, moral people take part in the racist system, and they don't recognize it. But after George Floyd and Amy Cooper, it feels like the world is changing. 
for the first time, the outrage of recent events is met equally with outrage from good, kind, ethical white folks. Diversity experts are now being asked to not just do a single training, but to do more in-depth, sustainable work that will have a lasting impact. The speakers talked of organizational culture, defining it as repeated patterns or shared experience. If we see what Lino termed as 2D diversity, meaning that diversity in race, gender, sexual orientation, and age is present in an entry-level job, and then it diminishes significantly as you move up the organizational ladder, it's likely a system issue. He shared that researchers have found two types of diversity that make a positive difference in an organization. Inherent diversity, like sex or race, and acquired diversity, such as cultural fluency, generational savvy, language skills. Firms that have both types had greater growth and market share over the previous year and were more likely to report that the firm captured a new market. If our organizations have 2D diversity, but we have a closed, dominant culture that really doesn't embrace different perspectives, different ideas, or different cultures, will those outside the dominant culture survive? Building a sustainable, healthy culture together is a vital part of the puzzle. When the culture is healthy, it is the organization's biggest recruitment tool. Ethnic lunches, and as Nawa pointed out, really, what food is an ethnic? They don't help us understand a culture that is different from our own. We need to develop a capacity within our organizations for workers to improve their ability to work with others with cross-cultural differences. While we don't need to know all the answers, we do need to ask the right questions. Nawa offered the following guidelines for building this cross-cultural capacity. First, validate. Even if we really don't understand where someone's coming from, we need to validate their perspective as it's real and true for them. Appreciate. Show some appreciation that someone trusted us enough to share their experience or perspective. Say, thank you for trusting me with this. The idea of appreciation was emphasized by Lino. He said that this is the point where compassion and a true sense of community can begin. And finally, investigate. Be curious about deepening our understanding and find ways that we can be more responsive and supportive. Research sources created by those within the group we're trying to learn from. Newa suggested working beyond the golden rule of treating people the way that we want to be treated. He said treat them how they want to be treated. Practice reciprocity. Share before asking. All of the speakers agreed mandated bias training will not accomplish anything. Because this is a highly complex, ingrained, systemic issue, it will not be solved by a single conversation, by watching a video, or by doing a training. The work needs to be outcome-based. Developing intercultural competence, defined as the ability to work more effectively with people who are different than us, starts with the self and builds to group responsibilities. Leaders need to ask themselves, what options are we making available to develop this core competency? It must be part of our organization. Does our diversity statement say we value diversity, yet our leadership is a homogenous group? Our culture, including the repeated actions we take as well as our policies, must reflect this statement in order to be effective. Each speaker wove in the idea of intention. We should be intentional in our efforts to include those outside of our own culture. Refocus on what we have in common. Get past offensiveness and polarization. As we embrace being intentional, expect some bumps on the road. It's not reasonable to take people from different races, backgrounds, cultures, and expect them to get along. We assume it's supposed to be natural. It's not. Working with people who are culturally different is something we need to learn. 
It's a process that requires continuous practice. Accept that this will be a little awkward. Risha asked all of us to consider that when we're with our extended family, we probably don't like half of them, even though they have our same experiences. How then can we expect to seamlessly integrate with those of different backgrounds? Progress is messy, focus on outcomes, engage in development. When it comes to communicating with each other, we tend to rely on our intentions, not realizing that our message can be received very differently. We didn't intend to offend someone. We intended to give them a compliment. But how our message is received is what matters. We can't not communicate. And Lino definitely meant to include that double negative. Everything we do is communication. How we interpret the message is about our life experience. Make sure our message is clear, simple, and relatable. Our world experiences define our beliefs. Does our communication consider the other person's world experience? The world has changed. How do we get our organizations to change? Each speaker emphasized that we all need to be part of the solution, recognize our biases, be intentional, show appreciation. As I wrote this blog, I found myself stopping the webcast, backing up, listening to a concept again, and hearing something I missed on the first go around, pausing to reflect, to ask more questions. I encourage you to do the same. There was so much in this webcast and it made me realize that my understanding of racism is surface deep. There's a lot of work to be done. International Foundation members can listen to this full webcast, Stronger Organizations, Your Role in Diversity and Inclusion on Demand, and learn even more about how their organization can engage in building a diverse and inclusive workplace. Visit www.ifebp.org webcast. We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the employee benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Justin Held, Ann Patterson, and me, Kelly Qualsrud. Produced by Rose Pleva and Stacey Van Alstyne and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2020 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel.